This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today, our guest is Chelsea Vaughn, who you probably know from The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. She's also a model. And Chelsea, I wanted you to fill in the last blank. Like, who else is Chelsea? Um, good question. <laughs> yeah, I, I just throw I just throwing it at you right away. Yeah, I'm going right in. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like in the middle of figuring out that question right now, honestly, because I feel like when I was younger, I always knew that I wanted to move to New York and I wanted to be a model. So I never really like thought about what I would do after I accomplished that goal. Um, So it's an interesting like transitional period in my life because I'm just like, wow, okay, what do I want to do? Like what is going to make me happy and what is going to be fulfilling for me? Um, And I also never planned on being on reality TV. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just an interesting period of time where I'm like, I could pivot in any direction that I want to. So now I'm just trying to see where where it is that I want to go. Is there anyone like in the modeling industry that you looked up to and you've seen like what their career looked like after, you know, the catwalk and the pictures? Yeah. um, I mean, one of my favorite models is Jasmine Tooks. She's a, she was a Victoria's Secret model and she doesn't really, I mean, she still does runway, but not as much. Um, or even like Chrissy Teigen, who is more of like a personality now. Like mm-hmm. obviously we all knew her getting famous from swimsuit, like SI swimsuit. And then she kind of went more into hosting and like her book and whatever else she does. Um, so that's kind of like something I'd like to emulate because I do like have a, I'd like to think have a personality and want to share that with people and, you know, want to, speak more like I feel like modeling wasn't really obviously so much speaking Mm -hmm. um so yeah I kind of just like want to share share my actual personality yeah I like that like the whole the whole person yeah yeah and the Chrissy Teigen thing is interesting because you kind of like you said you didn't mean to end up on 
on reality TV, but it happened. And so you kind of go with those like little bits of luck that, you know, gave you that following and that exposure to people. Right. Yeah. So that's why I feel like it's almost like when you first graduate college and you're like, okay, wow, I could literally move anywhere, do any career, do whatever I want right now. And it's kind of, it's exciting, but it's also overwhelming, Mm -hmm. like just the options. And so I kind of feel like that's where I'm at right now. But you're young, right? Are you in your young, like young 20s, mid 20s? I'm 29. So no. All right. You're still young. I'm 35. (laughs) You don't, I think that that's a pivotal, like that is the time that you realize, like, is this what I want to be doing? Like I was teaching and like, it just like the seal, there are glass ceilings in every industry and you have to shatter them. And especially now with access to so much information, it's like, we can do anything we want to. You just have to be open. Like, and like, maybe it doesn't look exactly the way you planned it or like dreamed it, but there's like all these stepping stones along the way, which, which you're, you know, experiencing. So I was curious, like, I'm kind of just trying to, sorry, stay open, like you said, and and, um, just kind of say yes to all opportunities that I think could lead to something that might be, you know, my next passion project. I love that good passion that's a good thing to have so did little chelsea have passion like what was chelsea like at 12 or 13 since girl powerful our main focus is to capture their confidence and let them have all the tools to keep it along the way through you know the ups and downs of life were you always a confident person or did you have to work on that or did someone kind of teach you you know how to take care of yourself mentally and physically I think when I was at that age, like 12 or 13, I wasn't actively thinking about being confident. Um, Maybe I was more than some other people at that age, but uh, I mean, I was just like a tomboy. I was really into sports. Like I played soccer. I did not care about like fashion really. Um, But from an early age, I did always want to be a model. Like, I don't know where that came from. Probably just like watching episode after episode of America's Next Top Model. Yeah, definitely. I just always, (laughs) I just, that was always my plan and my goal. And so I kind of just set myself up for that, like in a way where I was like, okay, well, this is what I want to do. So these are all the steps that I need to do to get to that point. Mm. Um, And I think my dad definitely helped with that because he's just like such a dreamer kind of person. So he always told me growing up, like, whatever I set my mind to I can do and I believed that I still believe that um like I feel like if you put hard work into it and you have a plan and you have you know if that's what you really want to do you can do it um so yeah I think just from an early age just I don't know maybe it was sports like just being confident and like being good at something and like um I don't know I mean I I don't know I get this question a lot Sports definitely helps kids. Like, I think even if you're not the best, at least you have that coach or those teammates that cheer for you in those moments of like weakness or you mess up and you have to figure out how to pick yourself up off the ground, you know, and be like, oh, well, I missed that shot, whatever. That's life. So there's so many lessons. Right. It was discipline Mm -hmm. as well, because it was just like, I did travel soccer and it was like pretty demanding for, you know, a 12 year old. Um, Yeah, it is. And you know, you figure out like, okay, if you don't make the, 
not varsity, but like it was called gold and silver at the time. But uh-huh. like, if I didn't make gold and I was on silver, then I knew I had to work harder to get to gold. And it was just, just ingrained those values in you. I like the sure. discipline. That word, I mean, do you feel like that's kind of lost? Like in like Gen Z millennial people, like that, what do you think about that? Especially like, cause you're in it more than I am. Yeah. I mean, hopefully not. (laughs) I do think social media is, you know, has definitely changed a lot of things and a lot of how they, they grew up. I mean, it was just ingrained in them. Um, I mean, I think, I think they still have to work hard for things. It's just in a different way. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Do you think maybe there's like, with the immediate, like everyone wants the immediate attention though, and the immediate likes, do you think that's like affecting people and like how long they'll work towards a goal without getting there to be like, Oh shit, fuck it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely will have a toll on mental health for sure. Yes. Um, just because if you grew up, like when I was in middle school, I mean, middle school was hard enough, just, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) middle school age kids are just like, it's tough. Um, but like, I can't even imagine being in middle school and having Instagram, like it would have been insane. I didn't even have a phone yet in middle school. Um, but just like worried about people, what people are saying on Instagram or like worrying about likes and worrying about all that at that early of an age where your brain is still like so much developing, like that's a little bit scary. So that's why I try really hard on my platform to be like, Instagram's not real. Everyone doesn't look like this. My pictures aren't edited. Like I don't use face altering filters because I know like people are looking up to me that are younger and it's just like, it's not, it's not good for no, for the, mental health. The face altering ones are, should probably be illegal. Or it's like really come bad. with a disclaimer at the bottom, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I mean, no I know, one, I stopped. I mean, I, I get it. Like, especially like the, just like the glow one. Like I get that. Yeah. But when the nose gets skinny and the lips get big and the whole that's just really freaky yeah it's bad I like uh, to say the least <laughs> I noticed like when I was using them like when everyone kind of started using them I was like yeah. okay these are cute and fun wow whatever yeah and then when I would get on Instagram and like see my face on the front facing camera without a filter I would be like oh my god like I can't oh. I can't post this without a filter and then I was like oh my god I can't, <laughs> I can't do this like this is terrible I don't need to be looking at myself and being like I can't post without a filter so that's when I stopped using them. That well, was that's like in a March. Good, that's an interesting moment to have that like talk with yourself and that realization. Yeah, because I was like, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't want to have to like, I don't want to have those thoughts and think like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just cut them out. Like I still am guilty of using the Paris filter for sure. Like to yeah. smooth it sometimes. Yeah. But I, I don't get use that. any of the like face changing. Yeah. So how did you like before when you were like full-time modeling like what would you do like before you would walk on the runway or when you were filming bachelor would you have like affirmations you'd use in the mirror like how would you get yourself in the right mindset to be like the best version of Chelsea to show up and you know showcase yourself in a confident like in cool way I like to feel prepared. Like when I feel Mm -hmm. prepared, I feel much more confident and ready for anything I do in life. So like if I was going to go to uh, casting, Mm -hmm. I would like research the designer and look at the models that they've picked in the past and like, or look up poses before I go to photo shoots just to see like, okay, what did this designer and what did this photographer do before? Like what kind of mood and vibe are they looking for? 
um bachelor was kind of a different animal but like again <laughs> I still did research like I watched uh, the last couple of seasons and then I like I watched it from a different perspective knowing like okay I'm gonna be on it now so it wasn't just like watching it as a viewer um and I listened to a bunch of podcasts about bachelor and like people that had been on the show previously to see what their advice was Interesting. um so just feeling prepared and having as much information as I can makes me feel better and more confident of just like knowing what I'm walking into yeah definitely what but was your takeaway like, like, like right before the for for which one <laughs> For I guess yeah, your bachelor intel. <laughs> um, I mean, it did make me feel better to know that, like, okay, I have as much information as possible. Like, I am as prepared as I could be. But then once you get there, you realize that nothing could have prepared you for it. Like, People. you just realize how naive you are about just the ins and outs of reality TV. Mm. Um, so even though I had watched as much as I could, I'd listened as much as I could. Like, you still don't know what you're walking into yeah is there what would you say and maybe you've said it to different press people but like two teenagers and like young adults that love that show like what are we seeing are we seeing a totally edited thing or like is Chelsea that same girl on the beach that was just like you guys are all losers like that's how I feel (laughs) I'm like she should not even be talking to these people but you want to (laughs) stay and you want to stay with your friends so like how do you yeah maneuver that yeah I think people just need to keep in mind that it is a tv show and it's edited to be entertainment mm-hmm. like and they're good at what they do you know they make an entertaining show and they do whatever they need to do to make it entertaining mm-hmm. um so no it's not like it's just a running camera of raw footage like what you see is absolutely a produced product um and I think sometimes people forget that when they're watching the show yeah um yeah <laughs> Were you, how, what was your second question when, sorry well just like when you leave how did you deal with that like you know you aren't in love which we all are seeking it doesn't need to be a bachelor situation that's like human nature right right, right. like everyone acts like the bachelor made up this idea of love <laughs> like it's <laughs> insane and so like how did you you know go from the leaving to go back to home and then you're in this like career flux time like how are you keeping yourself happy and healthy and then what we wanted to talk about today is talking about loving yourself and your body especially you know when it's been exposed like on tv and on instagram and not in an unhealthy way just like bikinis you know but I love bikinis we had a beach camp for girls it's like that I think is the best way to like just love yourself is to be naked like that when you're comfortable Um, with it I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was definitely really hard coming back from Bachelor filming just because we were kind of in the thick of it with COVID and quarantine still. Mm -hmm. So going into this bubble where we were tested a lot, we didn't have to wear masks, we were filming, like just being thrown back out into the world. And it's like, oh, COVID's still here. Like I was basically in mindset where like it didn't exist. Like we were back to normal when we were there filming. And then we came back, it was just kind of a slap in the face. Like, okay, COVID... And then right when I came back was the right before days before the election. And then um, it's just hard to get your mindset out of that Mm -hmm. environment. Like there's a lot of like, you don't really have control over anything. You're being like constantly told where to go and what to do and what you can and can't do. So it's just like going from having zero control over anything to being thrown back out into autonomy. It's just, it was just very jarring. 
Um, And then like, you don't really have a support system necessarily. Like I have amazing friends and family, but like they don't understand on the level that I needed them to understand on just because they haven't been through it. And so it was just hard for me to like be going through a hard time and not like when you're going through a hard time, you don't want to have to explain. Yeah. And they didn't see it or like, what was the, what was the, that was really once like my friends are you frozen. Are you still there? Okay. Yeah. Once my friends, it was just, it just I just felt very isolated I because see. it just felt like even the people that I'm closest to in life don't understand what I'm going through right now. Um, so when my friends from the show, like most of them, my closest friends started coming back as well. We, you know, all like had a group chat and started talking and FaceTiming. So like, that made me feel a ton, like so much better. Yeah. Cause it's just like, okay, they get it. We went through it together. They understand in a way that nobody else does. So like, that was really nice. Um, but yeah, it just felt, it just felt really isolating. And then it was just like, okay, well, I can either just sit here in my room and be depressed or I can try to I don't know find a way to get over it or like get some get some support whatever so I ended up um actually starting therapy for the first time um so that's been really helpful and nice and then when I went to paradise it was just a little bit less dramatic just because I already knew like how the filming process worked I was already familiar with the producers and when I got back I had my therapist and I also had my friends that like were there and understood it too so it was just that much was a little easier. easier. Yeah, Paradise, yeah. That makes sense. So yeah. what were your, what are your tips? And like, tell me a little bit about like how you've like always looked at your body. Have there ever been times that, you know, you had any kind of feelings of like, you know, you don't deserve this. I don't like myself. I don't feel comfortable. I have an eating disorder. Have you ever had like an issue with your body? And is that something that you still deal with or have you always been like, you had a strong, good dad that supported you and you're an athlete. There's so many like ways it could go. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I was after middle school, I was already taller than most everybody. Um, so that was definitely like something I dealt with, especially when people started dating. It was like, okay, well, I'm taller than all the guys here. So it's just like kind of awkward in that sense. Um, by the time I was graduating high school, I was already 5'11". Um, and then like now I'm six feet, I guess I got another inch somewhere in college, but yeah, that was, that was kind of tough just being taller than everybody. Um, and accepting my height. Like, I don't think until probably college was when I started feeling comfortable with my height. And I think, um, I kind of just got over it. Like it was just like, most people are kind of jealous of the height thing. Like they love it. They wish they were taller. And any, when I started actually dating, it's like I found guys really love love my height too. So it's just like, okay, everyone loves my height, but me. Like, why why don't I accept it? Why don't I love my height? Like, so and especially for modeling and stuff. Um, yeah, obviously like working in your favor. Modeling, mm-hmm. and it makes me stand out. It makes me unique. Right. So I I grew to love it because I liked that it made me unique and different. And, you know, now I stand tall and wear heels whenever I can <laughs> I love that. because they're cute. And I don't want to like, I don't hunch over for people in pictures anymore. I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is me. I'm going to stand at my six foot three in these heels. You can get over it. <laughs> yes, Chelsea. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I think that came with age a little bit because like, obviously it's hard when you're younger and you, you don't necessarily want to stand out and be different than everyone else. You're like, okay, I want to fit in. And then like, 
with me, like where I'm from is a suburb in Georgia. Okay. So it's like, there's a lot of white people here. There's not a ton of black people at my schools or where I grew up. So it's just like, I already stood out and I already was unique. And it's like, that's not really something that, you know, you really necessarily want to feel in middle school, high school, whatever. Um, so then it was just like the height was another thing on top of it. It's like, okay, I can't hide. So I'm just going to go ahead and accept the fact that <laughs> I'm different and embrace that and be confident in it. And then that, I mean, that's really changed my whole perspective and my whole life, like, because of that, I, I am that. doing, you know, that's nice to now. hear. Yeah. I think, yeah. And so like, to anyone listening at any age, any gender, what are your tips for finding that self-love and being accepting of your body? Yeah, um, I think the first tip would be looking at your body from a health standpoint. I feel like when you look at it from a perspective of, okay, this is my body, it gets me from point A to point B, it wakes me up every morning, like, I feed it, I nourish it, I, you know, I am healthy, I feel good. Like when I'm sick, I will lay there in bed and I'm like, oh my God, like I never appreciated my body when it was healthy. Like all I want to be is to be healthy again. Like you're not thinking about what it looks like in the mirror. And like that's not what it's for. So I think Mm -hmm. when you look at it from a health perspective and instead of aesthetically, that'll change your outlook because it's like, okay, well, what's wrong with my body? Nothing. It's doing amazing. It's doing amazing things for me. That was a really powerful statement. I really like that. It's not for looking in the (laughs) That's pretty cool. Right. That's things. Yeah. That's literally not what it's for. So when you think about it from what it's for, it's like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's perfect. (laughs) And I'm grateful for being healthy and I'm grateful that it is. Um, What else? Um, I think this is something that I'm still personally working on, accepting the fact that it never stops changing because I feel like I've gotten to points in my life where I'm like, oh my God, my body's banging. Like I look amazing. I've been working out. Like I've been lifting weights for the first time. Like this is the best I've ever felt. And then right when you get comfortable with it, it switches on you. (laughs) And it's just like, just getting older as a woman, it's, it changes. And I think when I was in the modeling industry too, it's like when you're younger, you're kind of like, just it's just, you just build differently. Like your hips get wider, you're preparing to, you know, be a woman. And that was something that I just couldn't change because it was like, okay, well, they want your hips to be a 35. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not a 16 year old girl anymore. I'm a full grown woman. Right. My hips aren't going to be these inches anymore. Um, so yeah, I'm still trying to work on accepting that fact that it's like, okay, I have to get over the fact that it changes because everything changes. So it's just like, you just have to kind of embrace that and accept the times when you feel really great and confident in it. And then accept the times when you don't and just realize, you know, you grow up and it changes and that's just part of, that's just part of life and part of your body. Yeah. Change. It's, a, it's inevitable in any, in any right. part of your life, but it is true. Yeah. Like no one, you know, showcases that or talks about it enough that your body, you know, changing into the different seasons of your life is, is right. natural. It's nature. You can't fight it. I don't yeah. care what doctors you have. It's <laughs> not going to happen. You know, I feel like that with skin as well. Like I'm trying to accept that with my skin because it's like, it is ever changing. And that's, that's something I'm working on accepting too. Cause I've always like 
kind of had really great skin. And now I think in my late twenties, it's looking different. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> and gravity's real (laughs) you know like on the face it is though it's real yeah um is that it is that your three those I really like hearing you talk about that stuff you have a different um way to express yourself and it's really refreshing oh thanks um I think I only said two yeah you only said looking at it from you know health perspective Mm -hmm. um accepting that it's always changing and Um, another thing that I'm working on is just the way that I speak to myself. Um, and it's really hard to change and you don't even realize you're necessarily doing it. But I think because of modeling specifically, I'm very harsh on myself when it comes to photos. I'm very critical. And like, that's just kind of my nature. Like I I do have a critical eye for things, Mm -hmm. but I'm very critical on myself with like photos and with the mirror. Um, and, you know, when I think about what I'm saying in my head or to myself, it's always usually like negative nitpicking things first. Like I never look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, wow, this looks great today. It's always like, oh, there's a temple or, oh, there's this or, oh, this. like, you know, that's those are the first things. I'm trying to reverse that. And I mean, I'm a realistic person. I don't think that's going to go away completely. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it takes practice. Um that but is just true. Changing. It takes practice. You, That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changing, changing your mindset and changing your, your thought patterns to try to be more positive than negative. That's awesome. I, that's one of the things we talk to the girls about is negative self-talk and how to flip that script and the mirror or just yeah. in your head, because the mind is so powerful. So we do have that option to live in a healthy space right. in our head. We just have to teach ourselves and like practice that muscle, you know, and make it bigger and stronger. So like on the hard days or when you aren't feeling good about yourself or you're feeling physically ill, you can lean on that positive mindset because that's the best thing to have ever. Like that would be my advice for anybody like is like work on your mental health. That's the only thing that matters anymore. Yeah. And it's definitely easier said than done. It's really hard to change your thought process when you've been doing it for, I don't know, 29 years. Yeah. Not saying that I'm like always talking negative to myself, but it's just like, it's just a habit that. Have you learned any tools and and has your therapist taught you any cool tools you could share with us about that? Or is that not really what comes up? Um, No, we've definitely talked about it Mm -hmm. because, um, because we've talked about just like image in general and like being in the public eye and just like how I see myself and how I present myself to others. So it it comes up a lot. Um, I think, well, one thing I'm doing just for self care that I've learned in therapy is, um, is just carving out intentional time for self care. Mm. Like you can say, because I thought in my head, like, oh, if I'm doing A, B, and C, and like, these are things that I like to do and enjoy, then that's self-care. But you have to be intentional about the time that you're dedicating to it. Like, okay, this is the one thing I'm going to do for myself today on a Sunday, or like, this is the one thing I'm going to do, and then follow through with it. And then if you're intentional about the time, then it kind of, um, what am I trying to say? Like, it satisfies that need differently than if you just happen to like have a drink with your friends or whatever whatever makes you happy like you have to be intentional about it so that's something that's 
that's helped me because I'm like, yeah, okay, this is I feel like that's a way to take away like any kind of guilt, you know, like you're like, right. this is the time that I'm gonna do this. And I deserve right. this feeling and this fun and whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes back to the beginning with discipline though. Like you got to like be able to control yourself and only give yourself like what you actually are craving and not like overindulge in any way. Right. And she also helps me with, um, just challenging my thought process in general. Like if I will say something to her, like, well, it's like this and I feel like this and you know, that's just the way it is. And that's, and she'll be like, but why? Mm. why is that the first thing that comes to mind why couldn't it just be the opposite like if I'm just like okay well I didn't pick this picture because I didn't like a b and c then she'll be like she'll flip it on me and say the opposite and like well you know what if it does work out <laughs> yeah it just makes me it just challenges the way I think and I'm like okay well I never thought about it like that <laughs> I know that's like have you been seeing that like on social media more like what why not me why can't it be me like why not right I love that I love that whole movement and push I think it's very very healthy and real and it helps you yeah in that dream mindset you know that you you can achieve a lot and you deserve it right so our last one more oh yeah sorry one more tip for um like the gen z and the younger generation I think that if we are going to be on social media a ton then you can easily change the things that you see and that are front, like front of mind by changing your feed and who you follow. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you take out negative, like things that, you know, cause you to feel jealous or like not insecure or whatever, like take those people away from your feed and then you can add in like positivity. Like I follow some therapists and I follow like just really positive accounts, like, like what you just said that are challenging the way that I think. Um, and that really does make a difference. Like when I log onto my Instagram, it's not a negative place because I'm not like looking at other people that I'm like, oh, I wish I was just as skinny as her. Or I wish yeah. I was whatever. You remove um, the comparison. And that's where right. we all get into the negative when we're on social yes. media, when we're comparing. Um, yeah. yeah so that's awesome. I think that's really, this is a good conversation and I really appreciate your time. We always end with the same question, all 40 of our guests this season. What makes you feel most alive? Alive. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoy helping other people and not even like in a grand, like, uh, it doesn't even have to be like a grand gesture kind of way, but like if it's people in my life, like I like to do something special, like small for them. Um, or even like people on my, like now that I have a bunch of people follow me on Instagram, like I love to just like bring joy to other people. Like yesterday I was just like, tell me what you're thankful for. And then we had a whole conversation around it. And, um, I like sent people Venmo's for coffees, like just something small that just makes yeah. people's whole day. Um, makes me feel really good. <laughs> I love that. And you know, yeah. I haven't heard anyone say that. It's really a really amazing question. Like no one really has repeated yeah. the same thing out of 40 women. It's been or like my, the most powerful thing. I feel like it should be like a coffee table book at this point. Cause it's, everyone is so <laughs> similar yet. So unique and different just in that same thing, you know, in that it's same cool question. question. Thank you so much for your time. And where can people find you? Um, my handle is the same on all social media. So I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter at Chelsea Vaughn underscore. 
yeah, follow along on Chelsea's journey, everybody. She's obviously growing and just attracting all the things that are supposed to be in her life. And thank you for being you and sharing positivity on social media. It's a big deal. Oh, thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Nice to meet you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks to our guest. For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.